Hello, and welcome to TP's Music Talk Podcast. My name is Ryan Ford. And I'm Nick Replinger. And you can find us at our website, tpmusictalkpod.wordpress.com. And you can also find us at anchor.fm forward slash tpmusictalkpodcast and other major podcasting platforms by searching for TP's Music Talk Podcast. You can find us on other social media as well, like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Tumblr, and others by searching for TP Music Talk Podcast or for TP Music Talk Pod on Twitter. Just look for our logo. And you can also email us at tpmusictalkpodcast at gmail.com. We also have shared playlists on Apple Music and Spotify that you can check out by searching TP's Music Talk Podcast as well. And don't forget to click the link in the description and leave us a voice message on Anchor. And feel free to leave us a message or a review anywhere you're listening. It really helps us out. And don't forget, donations are always appreciated. You can find a link to donate in the description of any of our episodes. No part of our show can be reproduced without permission or written consent. iEngraveStuff.com is a local engraving service based in Linden, Utah. If you want an amazing engraving done on one of your personal belongings, get in touch with one of their specialists today. You might meet McKay, who is one of the main brains of the operation. He's also one of our close friends and the drummer of Nick's band, Blix10. Follow their Instagram page to stay in touch with the latest news for iEngraveStuff. And be sure to type in TP10 in all caps in the promo code box when you're shopping online at their store. I really enjoy their work. They make engraving look easy when it actually has quite a few factors that come into play. Many things can switch and cause a problem, but the pyros that I engrave stuff have it down to a science. They are continually improving their craft, which has been cool to see. If you want in on this action, look up I engrave stuff on Instagram, Facebook, and iengravestuff.com. Yep, that's the letter. I. And then engrave. And then stuff. iengravestuff.com. Well, and uh, I've, I've got a few more questions here, but maybe we should move on. I, I don't want to keep you too long. It kind of get into these future projects you've got coming up. Uh, yeah. So, are well, I guess I'll just kind of give it to you. Are there any upcoming projects you want to tell us about? Yeah, so um, I have a little little list here. I got a little list on my wall here of ones that I want to focus on because at this point, like I just have this slew of songs that, like I said, are bedroom songs. And I, you know, will lay in my bed and I'll hear how big the drums need to be and blah, blah, blah. But I'm trying to, like I said, create these worlds. And there's a song um, I have called Sick that I really, really, really want to just create an entire world around. And I want it to be, I want it to be dirty. I want it like, it's all about drug use. It's all, but it's sick how sick I've been. And it's all just about like recovery and drug use. And I want it to be gross. Like there's, there's this rapper named Pusha T who Kanye West produced one of his records and notoriously changed the cover the day before and changed the cover to the uh, picture of Whitney Houston's vanity in the middle of tour. And it is just filled with like lines of blow, like empty pill bottles everywhere, falling over ashtrays, just, just gross, just gross. Yeah. And that's what I want the song to be. And they added that. It's probably weird, especially coming out of this one, which is like a love story, blue, blue. Um, <laughs> but this one, like, I really, it's, it's polar opposites. So this song is about, 
you know, end of the world is, is this wonderful song about, about acceptance and about the, the peace of the apocalypse, if that makes sense. Like it happened. I wrote it right when COVID happened and right when lockdown happened, I was up in uh, San Luis Obispo at a friend's house. And I always describe the feeling as open windows, dead phone, where you're not paying attention to anything going on outside of that. You are not on your phone. You are not paying attention to calls, la la la. And all the windows are open and you can hear his, his two daughters were outside playing. And it was just this beautiful feeling of like, like the lyrics, like has the air always tasted so sweet of like, is this, this is beautiful, but it's supposed to be terrifying. It's supposed to be the end. Um, And then, you know, sick is the polar opposite. Sick is about, about drug use and about climbing your way out of drug use. And it's lyrics are uh, spent my life collecting habits uh, stored away on China cabinets. Let, Let us pray the kids don't see. And it's all just about this nasty, you know, coming out of this grimy life. And I want it to be the polar opposite. I want that whole beautiful, sweet, sweet air of love to turn into a dirty ashtray you know if that makes sense yeah, i don't know yeah, uh-huh. and then there is a song that i'm gonna do a studio recording of um called grass is greener that is right now there is a video a live session recording of it on youtube from something called the recordium that we recorded at the youtube offices youtube youtube studios offices youtube building giant youtube building and I do, that's the only place that song exists is in that, in that live session. So definitely going to do that one. But I'm honestly just so excited to see the reaction from this video. Like, I'm just, I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of this music video. I think I made something beautiful. I'm so proud that I edited the whole thing and it's all my creation which is even more terrifying when it comes to releasing a song because normally it's like, oh, I put this song into the world. I made it. Hope you like it. This yeah. is like, no, I, I I took a video of literally my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, if you don't like it, that's a, that's a little harder of an impact on my chest right there. Right. But yeah, just recordings of black and gold. I I'm in light speed right now. This is all, this is all I care about. You know, I, I, hit the reset button on my life for this and for the first time I feel like I actually can accomplish what I've always wanted to which is really beautiful and you know there's like reasons behind everything and you know why people (laughs) I had to be very serious with Caleb the head of the label is like no label wants their artist to go I'm in it for the money yeah right (laughs) no one no label is like i want to be instagram famous like that's not what they want to hear and like i i want to make i want to write music i want to be known as a songwriter but at the same time i'm trying to buy off my family's house like yeah right (laughs) i will be shameless about that like i am going to move my mom to a house on the beach that's what i want like so excited to see what is actually possible now that I actually have people to you know email blast for me people on my side I've been doing this myself for so long I created fake email accounts to book my own tour back in 2016 I made an email account for my booking manager I made an email account for my you know promotions person 
and booked tours under, ironically, the name Josh. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> just lying my ass off trying to pretend like I had the team behind me. And now I do. So I'm, I'm excited for everything that's going to come after this. I My brain is in light speed. I am making my house is freaking crazy right now just from all of the artwork. I have probably about 30 little pieces of paper in here that say end of the world. It's a lot. <laughs> I've been making all of the art for everything. I'm in craft world and I wouldn't be anywhere else. I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. Yeah. Surrounded by art, baby. Living the life. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> well, and yeah, let's, I, I mean, yeah, let's just get right into it. Let's, let's kind of talk about this music video. I watched it the other day. I loved it. it. It was so, and yeah, I do feel like you're just kind of giving yourself over to, to whoever's listening to it. Like, this is me. Yeah. This is what I would do on the last day of my life, like the, the end of the world. And yeah. I, I don't know, just like from you waking up and just kind of having breakfast with a loved one or, or having coffee, kind of just traipsing around the house maybe mm-hmm. getting things ready and, and then you hop in the car and you just kind of go out to the middle of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. it, this music video drops on August 11th though, right? August 11th. I, yeah. I so just close. wanted to say that. <laughs> um, so so be, be sure to check it out. <laughs> yes. I'm so happy about it. it. I just had this idea and it worked out better than I ever could have imagined. Like I was like, okay, like I want to capture the beginning of infatuation. I want to make that palpable. I want I want whoever's watching it to feel that feeling in their stomach, if that makes sense. Like the beginning of infatuation, this beginning moment of love and a fascination with somebody and all of that. I wanted to capture it. And so I was like, okay, let's strap a GoPro to your head. Oh, was the GoPro on his <laughs> head? Just- Let's just go have a day together. Let's go have a day. We'll strap a GoPro to your head. We'll see what happens. And it worked out better than I ever could have imagined it. And like part, like parts of it, like didn't work. Like the GoPro, we couldn't get correct in the beginning, but like I put that into the video because it's real, you know? And then like when we, <laughs> when, where we went was on Google maps, it said it was a wildlife sanctuary. <laughs> Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we got there and we were literally in the mid- middle of the desert. Like the spot was right in front of us. And we were like, what? the?" F-? And so we were in the middle of the desert for it. And it was so windy. Everything was flying away half of the time. Yeah. But for the actual video, it looks really good because there's a bunch of movement in the background. Right. It's not yeah. like uh-huh. still and in it. And yeah, dude, we just spent a day together and... I couldn't have imagined it any other way. And there was so many ways that I, so many directions I could have gone with that where, you know, so many people were telling me, okay, like put uh, effects on it. So it looks like it's a VHS camera or make it look like a 16 millimeter and you're filming the whole thing and put all of these, like do like these echoes of, of visuals and like put like these little trippy visuals behind it and everything. And I was like, no, (laughs) no I don't want any of that I want this to just be a GoPro with quick cuts of just a day and like editing it was so much fun I've never edited anything before in my life but it was so fun to like just see what looks natural 
and figure out like the eye for that and how to how to make everything flow correctly because I'm very I don't do music videos I don't I did one music video in 2016 that ended up being great I did another one and I think 2021 that ended up being all right but I'm very picky with it's very easy for a music video to be cheesy and even promotion like I'm I'm terrified of things being cheesy I do not like it it it's a very easy line to cross over. And especially for music videos, it's it a very is. easy yeah. line. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? Let's just do the whole thing. Edited together like a GoPro, no effects, no nothing. And the only time it's acknowledged that it's a music video is there's a scene in the car where we're driving. And I kind of do like the drum hits with my hand. Yeah. And I'm I'm singing along to the song, but that's the only time the song is acknowledged in the entire video. And it was so much fun. And like I said, I'm a, I'm a superhero now when it comes to myself. It's like doing yoga naked. Like you can't hide anything. There's nothing. <laughs> you're not, you're not you're making yourself look good in the situation. Like you are naked yoga. You are there. You better like yourself. And that was the same thing with this is like, I watched hours of footage just of myself the whole thing is a gopro facing me right so it's i just had to go through all of it and just see all of my flaws and see all of these things that i don't like about myself and just work through it and try and see it through someone else's eyes which was crazy but i i truly think i made something really really magical and i'm, I'm really excited to see the response from it i I feel like constantly I'm not very good at things, but then people around me are like, no, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I like ironically enough when I was a kid, I used to, when I, when I used to sing, I was always convinced that I was one of those singers on like an American Idol audition that gets there and are absolutely terrible. And you're like, how did no one in their life tell them not to do this? Like who let them do this? Who let them come to this audition <laughs> to be embarrassed on te national television? That's just mean, you know, yeah, like, yeah. but I was convinced that was me. I was convinced everyone around me was just lying to make me feel better. And I'm really scared for this video because I'm scared. That's the case that everyone's been like, yeah, it's really good. And really it's fucking awful, but I have faith. I have faith in this video. I think it's really good. I think y'all are going to like it. And if you don't, I'll lay on the floor for two weeks in a ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know people are going to like it. I really enjoyed it. And like for, for me, it was the how kind of casual it was at times. Like it just was so um, like relatable. Like, you know, you sitting in the car, you've got like your feet up on the dash. You're jamming to music. You're, you're sitting in your house. You're kind of strumming your guitar and, and maybe thinking of, you know, what you're going to write next. Or like, I don't know. It was just those kind of little moments that... I feel like you did really good at capturing just kind of the those little happy moments on on the last day, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, there was a moment when we were recording that, and I can kind of see it in the footage, like when I was editing. There's a moment where I fully just the camera just blends in, like I fully forget the GoPro is strapped to his head. Like in the beginning, I can like see it, and it's like kind of a weird thing. But there's a moment pretty much when we were in the car that it just was normal. 
and like I I didn't feel like we were working with a camera yeah. you know what I mean and so like if we were making sure a shot was good in the desert or something then yeah and I want to put together a compilation of every time I look up at the camera to check if it's recording because <laughs> <laughs> it's so many times of me just like leaning towards the screen and just going okay yeah yeah, yeah it's recording uh-huh. um, but yeah, there was a moment where it just got really, really normal. And I, you know, that just contributes to it is I just, I just wanted it to be normal. I wanted it to just be a day, not like, oh, we're filming a music video, but just hanging out, just being with somebody that you love, you know, like it's, it's a very real feeling that I don't think needs all of this sugar coating on top of it i think it just exists and you can you can just show it if, if, if it's real you know what i mean and mm. like for a long time i kept being like Damn, i'm like kind of naked in this video oh. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm like wearing like my underwear in the beginning i'm wearing this little little leotard situation in the desert and the whole time i kept editing the video and i was like man this is the most pretentious thing i've ever done i literally made a music video that's just me it's just me I was like, who do I think I am? Just <laughs> making a whole video that's just me. And I'm like running around half naked in it. And then I had the moment where I sat here and thought, and I was like, wait a minute. Pop stars make videos that are just them, but they're like dancing. You know what I mean? Yeah, Cause like yeah, I, uh-huh. I made a video that's just me where I'm just existing. So just I think it's okay. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have the license, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I don't think it comes off as, like, pretentious at all. I, I thought, I don't know, I was very captured by it. I thought that it was very well done. And I love, and something I've noticed as we've been talking today, like, you're very you're a very genuine person. Um, and I, yeah, no, I feel like that shows, like, um, through what you've done in the past, through what you're doing now, and what's coming out in the future, like, and that's very refreshing. Like, not that's a lot very of... very sweet. Yeah, it, well, very... not a lot of people are like that these days, yeah. so... Um, I'm an open book. Talk to me about everything, man. <laughs> Don't care. Been through a lot of shit. There's, there's, I'm, I'm too old to, to bullshit around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm too old for it. This, I did it. It was fun. I, I'm here now, just existing and doing what I do. Well. I, I thought it was great. And I, we did have a couple other questions. I don't I don't know how you are on time. I, I don't want to keep you longer than... Good. I am going into work a little early to cover for my coworker, uh, but that's not until like two hours from now. So I'm good, good, good. All and right. we're doing the second segments, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, we were trying so to kind of set it up as kind of a past, present, and future thing. thought that might be kind of kind of cool. Yeah, that's interesting. I love it. Yeah. And, and so kind of, you know, sticking with the future here, um, what do you hope to accomplish with your music going forward? I hope to be able to stand in front of a room full of people and catch them. I want to be able to not forcefully but i want to be able to absorb people i always talk about like vomiting out my words like i'm gonna (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna vomit my guts out in front of you and i hope you accept them (laughs) i want i want to i want to capture a room full of people i want to help people feel things that maybe they didn't even know they needed to process or they needed to feel you know what I mean I want to give people like almost a religious experience through music and then I want to take care of my family it's that it's that that's a really basic thing is 
I want to be able, my family has done absolutely everything for me for forever. I'm an only child. My mom's an only child. My grandma's an only child. And we are the golden girls. We are, you know what I mean? Like they've done absolutely everything for me and they deserve so much more out of life. They truly do. So I want to take care of them. I want to repay them for everything they've done and give them the life that they deserve. And I want to, I want to help people, you know, like I want, even, even now, after all of these years, like I have these letters that I've saved in my apartment from that I got while I was on the show from little girls, just being like, I realized it's okay to be weird and it's okay to be myself and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's beautiful knowing that you did that for a person, like from, from afar, from singing a song on a screen having that much impact on someone's life. And I want to be able to do that. And I want to be able to do that live because there's something so different about being in a room for a live show. There's, there's the vibrations from the bass drum. There's, you know, you're inside of the sound. It's different than playing something on a CD or in your car. And yeah, I want to be able to capture people. I want people to be able to relate to what I'm saying and feel something i just want people to feel something <laughs> yeah well, i want and, people to feel how i feel <laughs> <laughs> and and even having just one person that you can connect with on that level i think <laughs> is is so amazing like it's you worth know. it yeah it it's is well, and, and just a couple more questions here, and then uh, maybe we'll wrap up for the day. But, you know, one thing that I know that you had kind of wanted to get into when we were talking before before this show, you mentioned kind of mental health and and how that was important to you. And and maybe you wanted to say something about that. And I, I know we had talked about it a little bit when JJ was on the show. Um, or Josh. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's another reason that um, me and him connect so well is music and mental health that's pretty like it they're the two most influential things in both of our lives and yeah i had a crazy past and i didn't quite know why i for a very long time i had manic episodes for pretty much as long as i can remember but i also did a lot of drugs so i was you know blaming being on a bunch of drugs i was blaming my episodes and what I was doing, I was extremely impulsive. I've always been an extremely impulsive person. Like let's get in a car and drive to the other, another state. Let's I've driven cross country six times at this point. I have always been an extremely impulsive person, but everything I've done, I've, I've blamed on drugs and I, I have bipolar one. I have very, very intense, mood swings and I don't mean mood swings it's like oh I'm kind of happy and then I'm kind of sad it's like no like I a can't move if I'm upset if I'm sad my sadness is never really the problem I'm, I'm never dangerous when I'm sad but my mania is what gets dangerous and I at this point in my life I lose time I lost nine days in uh December of 2020 I lost nine days of my life. I don't remember them. I had to put together a um, like entire timeline of, of text messages and pictures and phone calls and my bank receipts. And I had to put together nine days of my life because yeah. I just didn't remember them. And, you know, it ended in me being in the hospital because I, you know, I tried to kill myself and I don't remember doing that. 
And I'm not a sad person. I would never consider myself a suicidal person. My ego is the size of a planet. But <laughs> I, right? So like I somehow got to that place and I don't understand why and I don't remember why, which is extremely terrifying to me because my mania seems normal. It seems normal to me. It seems better than normal to me. I'm on top of the world. I am running as fast as I can. I, my brain is a, is a freaking Ferrari. It goes from zero to a hundred so quickly. And right now I'm trying to learn how to harness that like Dragon Ball Z, just like ball it up into one thing and use it, it you know, instead (laughs) of just letting it take over me. Like I'm trying to harness that to use it to my advantage, because I do know a lot of the things I've accomplished in my life have been from mania. Because yeah. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had the balls to do a lot of stuff, but my mania, you know, made me out of nowhere, strap an accordion onto my back and go backpacking around the country. Like that, I was not a sane person at that time, <laughs> but I did have a lot of really amazing experiences from it. Yeah. So right now I'm just trying to, I'm trying to harness it and be able to use it to my advantage. But I think that music is the way that I can process things in a healthy way. And I always subconsciously tell myself things through my music, which I think is very, very interesting is if I'm writing a song and there's one little part of it that I don't have words for, like a little, a little line in a verse that I just don't have any words for. So I I fill it. I use filler. I just put some words in there that rhyme and that, makes sense right yeah yeah two two months after that though that sentence is the most important sentence because i just thought of it right off the top of my head it wasn't it wasn't concocted it wasn't you know written it was subconsciously me saying a statement and i can kind of tell how i'm feeling through that you know like it's the it's the healthiest way for me to cope with it and I know even a lot of like my little ticks, like I, I mess with my fingernails a lot. I twitch my toes a lot. I have a lot of these weird little ticks. Yeah. Those kind of calm down when I'm performing music. And if I'm, you know, holding my guitar, my hands aren't shaking as much. And it's just a whole different type of, of feeling. It's therapy for me. Singing a song is therapy for me, even to the point where like when I'm not doing shows or I'm not blah, 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 like, I'll go sing karaoke because I need to get some shit out. You know what I mean? Like I need to externalize my emotions because it's the only way I know how. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's the best medication that I could have. And don't get me wrong. I'm on a lot of medication, (laughs) (laughs) but that's, that's the best one that I've, that I've found. And I think that, I think that that's important. And I think that being transparent about everything about my life i mean even that video is it's just my life it's just me and so when it comes to like social media or anything like that like i believe in transparency because that you know people are people can't look up to to people that don't exist you know what i mean yeah like you your idol can't be something that somebody concocted and drew and you know only t- takes the pictures of the feet and the, the hot dog legs in front of the beach or whatever <laughs> like it needs to be the ugly you need to show the ugly like i show when i am struggling i show it openly 
And it's perfect because people can relate to that. People are like, holy man, like I'm feeling the exact same way, but I'm, you know, scared for people to see how sad, sad gets, if that makes sense. And I think it's important for people to know how invisible mental illness can be. Like you can, I mean, somebody who obviously like if someone's homeless and they're really, really struggling, obviously that's mental illness. If somebody thinks the CIA is after them, obviously that's mental illness. For me, me talking really fast and making impulsive decisions is mental illness. Some people are depressed and can't get out of bed and like giving themselves UTIs because they won't get up to pee. Like that type of depression, people are experiencing that, but when they're in public, they're not doing that. You know what I mean? Like mental illness can be so invisible and nobody really thinks about it in that way. So I, I try and be as open as I can about it. You know, like it's kind of the only option. I'm not, I'm not smart enough to bullshit everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm not clever enough to, to only show the good bits. I'm not that good of a storyteller. (laughs) You know, what that makes me think of, my my sister uh, deals with, with bipolar, and she is, <laughs> she is the most amazing, creative person. Like, she, she has a TikTok where she, mm-hmm. she collects vinyls, and, and she posts about all these vinyls that she gets. I, I think it's called Listening with Lacey. I'll, I'll just shout that out <laughs> here. It's adorable. Yeah, I, I don't think that I've done that. But, you know, she deals with, with bipolar, too, and she, I, I feel like nobody really sees just how bad her bad moments can get. And, and she yeah. doesn't even always share those with me, and I wish she would because – you know, when, when she is having a hard time or going through a mania or something like that, like, I want to know, you know, I want to be able to help if I can. And, you know, like you said, I feel like a lot of people kind of try and bottle that up or hide it or, or only show when they're doing good. And no, uh, I think a lot of it is, is fear on our end. Like, I mean, I know for me personally, I have this insane, insane need and fear of being a burden on somebody. I don't, because I think there is this thing like, like say BPD, say borderline personality disorder. That disorder pretty much makes you abusive. It does, you threaten suicide, you, you need attention. You, you know, and this isn't something I experienced, but I know on what it's like to be on the other end of that and how stressful that can be just for the person who isn't sick. You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot to deal with in a person. And so I think in in my case, I'm terrified of being a burden for somebody. I don't want I don't I don't want people feeling like they have to, you know, monitor me or watch over me like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and for sure. I know that, you know, during my my breakdown, I in the very beginning of it was so upset with myself that I had put my family and put the people I love through that. That was my initial feeling behind all of it. I became, you know, coherent again. My mom was on my couch with me. I didn't even know, like, I had no idea how she got there. Like no idea what the fuck happened. But my initial thought was I felt bad for everyone around me. I felt guilty. And I think that's something a lot of people with mental illness struggle with is like, you don't want to hurt the people around you and you don't want to affect the people around you. And in my case, I don't want to look weak for the people around me. Like I don't, 
I, I, I feel like I'm a very strong person and I'm a very, very headstrong person and confident. And for me to look like I'm struggling like that is a very, very, you know, vulnerable thing for me and I don't do it. So I think a lot of people tend to, especially in, in depression episodes, it's really easy to hide that. It's really easy to just be in bed and not answer your phone and, you know, watch terrible TV shows, but it's not comfortable or easy to call someone. And this is something I am trying to get better at is when you are in that state to call someone just to sit there. Yeah. Like, like I don't want, I don't need somebody to tell me everything's going to be okay. I don't need somebody to, you know, try and get me out of bed and like, solve the problem. Yeah. yeah. That's not what I need in that moment. I just need someone to sit next to me while I'm in that state. And that's really difficult because it's easy. It's easy to hide it. It's so easy to hide it. Yeah. And, like, especially depression. My mania, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> My mania is not so easy to hide. But to everyone else, I just seem like I'm in a great mood. You know, <laughs> and like, it's not like I'm running around being blatantly dangerous no i just seem like i'm killing it yeah (laughs) and then all of a sudden nine days later i'm with my mother (laughs) like right right (laughs) but it's hard it's hard to ask for help and it's hard i think the only solution to it is just for everyone else to have a better understanding of it and and let it be normal you know, like a lot of people experience that. Let it be normal to check out every once in a while. It's yeah. it's and, necessary. And just kind of like I'm here if you need me, and I hope you know that. Yeah. But yeah. you know, I understand that you need you. You're doing your own thing right now. Mm-hmm. You're getting through it on your own. Yeah, and you're you're completely correct. That is the best possible thing you can say to somebody: is I am here if you need me. Yeah. Boom. Bottom line. Yeah. It's important. And, and kind of going along with that, this, this will be the last question, and then we'll wrap up with your lyrics, if if, if you want, if you've got some lyrics to share, and then and then we'll uh, go on with our day here. But um, <laughs> last question is, uh, it, what kind of keeps you grounded? It, you know, because being it, like you said, overnight you were kind of just this huge celebrity, and uh, you know your life has changed so much in the past decade or so. What's yeah. kind of kept you grounded throughout all of it? Would you say? I think I've always been a really grounded person, but in a bizarre way. So like, I always use the quote, and I used this in in another interview that I did, that someone is either, I, I am either delusional or I'm a genius. That's it. Like with what I'm doing, my mom even said this the other day is I have this, I have this fear that is a very legitimate fear of being a female musician is once you turn 30 as a female musician, the odds of you making it to the billboard charts drop by like 40% or something. It's crazy. Oh, I didn't, but, know that. I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah it's, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> Sia snuck past that. Cause she was like, you're not going to know how old I am. I am a wig. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and, oh, and Sia, she, she like, is very, no, you guys don't know that I'm 40 years old. I am just a cutie in a wig. Check it out. Um, <laughs> but my mom always says this is I'm like, what if nothing happens? My mom's like, well, you'll, you'll never stop. And I know that about myself is 
I have just been running forward my whole life. I like running with my eyes closed, just sprinting. And I think that that's always going to happen. And I have this thing in my head where, and it's probably so pretentious and it sounds so bad to say out loud, but I think that what I'm doing and me affecting people in the way that I want to affect them is inevitable. I think that I, it's just a trajectory and whatever I'm doing is going to get me there. But that's just what I think. So either I'm a genius because that happens or I'm delusional because none of that is going to happen. And I just seem crazy for being so sure about it. <laughs> well, better to be delusional and um, striving after something you're passionate about than, you know. So to, to be at the helm, I'm feeling like you're not going anywhere. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like, and yeah, whether you're a genius or delusional, like I, I think just just keep swimming. I guess. Yeah. You know, I'm if, just just going to keep going. There's no, there's nothing else. This is, this is the trajectory of my life. And pretty much I'm just, I'm just holding on for dear life. Yeah. Well, there's no reason I'm to stop either. It, yeah. I'm, I'm letting it run its course. And that's me being grounded, which is completely opposite. To be grounded, I am running forward as fast as I possibly can. That makes no sense. But that's, that's the reality of it. Well, I'm just I'm on the I'm on the trajectory. I'm going towards what in my mind is inevitable and knowing that it's inevitable is comforting yeah. if that makes sense. No, I, I feel like Nick and I are kind of the same way. Like we, we just keep doing this show. Yeah. Like, you know, one one day, you know, whether we make it big or not, like we're gonna keep doing it. Yeah, so. we just have yeah. fun doing this, yeah. <laughs> That's the only part about it. you're gonna keep doing it. That means you love it. Yeah, yeah. we do, yeah. We really do. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, many, many uh, sincere thanks, Joey, and, and to Kai oh, and Josh and all the other people involved with making this happen today. And yeah, hey, and before we go, um, is there anybody that you want to shout out that you want to thank any, uh, maybe your team or artists that you love or, or uh -huh. any other people that you want, you know, the listeners you know to go check out that you want to shout out? Um, I want to shout out Black and Gold Records or Black and Gold Studio. They should just have a record label. Black and Gold Studio in Whittier, California. They literally saved my life. I owe them everything. Um, so please, they, I think, are um, taking residency things right now for the studio. There's two different studios there that you can book time for. Um, and then obviously Bolin Records, first time I've ever been signed in my entire life, which seems crazy to me, but I did it and they believe in me. And that's the best thing that a label could do is truly believe in you and your art. Shout out to my mama, Tammy yeah. Cook, <laughs> yeah. the queen the queen of all queens. Um, <laughs> let's see, shout out to Josh, shout out to Kai. Shout out to Courtney Barnett. Why not? She's a beautiful musician. You should go listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's what we got. Well, yeah, um, Joey, if you have any lyrics that you want to share, feel free to. And uh, yeah, thanks was, so much. I was fighting myself on this because I feel like I'm supposed to do lyrics for End of the World because I just released it. But I think I might do lyrics for another song. Is that okay? Is that weird? Yeah, you can do whatever you oh, want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, whatever so, you want. Okay, the song's actually out, so you can actually listen to it. But the words of this song mean a lot to me. All right, it's from Chamomile is the name of the song it is on spotify and youtube and iheart 
Apple Music and all of those things. I don't, I don't even know what streaming services exist anymore. Yeah, we'll link it. Uh, the song is called Chamomile. All right. Uh, I'm crying tears of chamomile. They're mel- melting through this heart of steel. Now tell me, do you think it's real that the future is ours to steal? Because I've held a stranger in the dark and I've held a baby in my arms and I smiled straight through the breaking of my heart. Feels like there's pennies in my teeth, like those dreams when I was young and bolder. My mama taught me how to sing, said it would all make sense once I got older, but life got colder. So when I got older, I held a stranger in the dark and I held a baby in my arms and I smiled straight through the breaking of my heart like it was art. And from the start, you were the star, a fantasy of belly speak that fell apart in record speed. Bada boom, chamomile. Joey Cook, everyone, chamomile. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. You too. You too. Bye.